Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. of soul and spirit this week, Colin, and we've decided that we don't want to be slaves to our soul life. Rather, we want to live making right decisions that please God. And uh, you're talking from verses in Romans and chapter 6, where Paul says to offer ourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. That's right. And we've seen that it is spiritual death to focus on yourself and just make decisions without reference to God or his word or his will. But when we submit our soul life, our natural life to God, then his life can be expressed through us. And that is real life. And that's real victory. So if we take it up at at verse 16 of chapter 6 of Romans, we read, Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Now, let me just put this very simply. Are you a slave to yourself because you want to please yourself, or are you a slave of God because you want to please God? Do you have such problems in your mind because you keep feeding your mind with all the wrong information, with all the wrong negatives, uh, the way you think about yourself, Do you uh, feed your mind with all the wrong uh, videos and DVDs that you watch, wrong television programs, the wrong images through reading the wrong material, looking at the wrong material? Or do you feed your mind with what is good because you recognize that your mind is going to control your emotions and influence your will, your the decisions that you make. So you realize how important it is to use your mind in the right way to submit that mind to the mind of Christ rather than just to fill your mind with worldly rubbish. We, we are those who have separated ourselves from worldly rubbish, not from the world, but from the standards of the world, the way the world thinks, the values of the world. Our values are the values of Christ. They're the values of his kingdom. They're the values of the Spirit of God. We don't need to demean ourselves by living by the same worldly standards that we lived at before we were born again, before we became believers. Interesting that we're slaves to something, either to ourselves or to God. Absolutely. You serve wherever you put your focus. That's really what Paul is saying. So he's saying, but thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. So I trust that everybody listening to me is going to obey this teaching that I'm bringing from the word of God, because then you will live in victory. Uh, and, And if there's any Christian who's sort of backslidden into a place where he realizes that he's living to please himself, then this will be a very good time immediately, like today, to repent of that and to come back to the place of God where you can please him, come back to submitting yourself to him, to his will, to his plan, to his purpose. And it is a conscious decision, isn't it? 
it is a conscious decision, but it's more than a decision. You then have to walk in that decision. So it, it's like um, it, it's like continuously making the decision. It's not saying, okay, well, I make the decision, now everything's going to be all right. No, you have to make that decision and affirm that decision every day of your life. So Paul explains it like this, verse 19. I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves. Now, that's our weakness, isn't it? That's the weakness for all of us. Our natural selves are weak. We cannot accomplish in the natural what it's possible to accomplish in the supernatural power of God. But also our weakness is to want to please ourselves rather than to please our, uh, uh, the Lord. So it is true of all of us that we are weak in our natural selves. And he's saying, just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer them in slavery to righteousness leading to holiness. Interesting, you see, that Paul is talking about the body. Now, I'm going to talk about the influence of the mind on the body in a moment. But what Paul is saying is that we have to offer our bodies. It's amazing how many Christians have offered their hearts to Jesus, but never their bodies. But we're told clearly in Scripture to offer our bodies to the Lord, that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, that we are bought with a price, therefore we're to glorify God with our bodies. Because ultimately, it's what you do with the body that determines whether you please God or please yourself. Now, of course, um, your body is influenced by what is going on in the body. But what I'm really saying, and what Paul is saying, is you can't separate yourself uh, into convenient bits. <laughs> if you think right, then you would do what is right with the body. If you think wrong, then you would do what is wrong with the body. Uh, and that that's, is in sort of personal issues of of sexuality and all of that. But it's whatever you do in relation to people. It's what you do in serving people. It's what you do in expressing love to people. It covers every area of your life. Don't just limit it to uh, what we would regard as moral issues. So offer your bodies now in slavery to righteousness. That's really exactly what the Greek means. Leading to holiness. God is calling us to lead holy lives. So he says, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God. And the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if we get the right focus, submitting our souls and our bodies to the purposes of God, then we have righteousness and holiness and eternal life. Whereas if we make the wrong decisions, then we constantly grieve God, and that's a kind of living death. So if we go on to, to uh, chapter 8, I want to just pick up at verse 5 there. Those who live according to the flesh, to that natural life, have their minds set on what the natural life desires. Now, that's how you used to live before you were a Christian, but it's not how you're to live now. Then Paul says, those who live in accordance with the Spirit 
have set their minds on the on what the spirit desires. Now, this 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 is the nub of the whole issue that we've been talking about this week. Where do you choose to set your mind? In other words, what is your mindset? Is your mindset on pleasing yourself, or is your mindset to please God? Even if you you set your mind on pleasing God, you will sometimes have negative thoughts. You will sometimes have negative feelings. You will sometimes want to give in to the flesh and make the wrong decisions. But actually, you are able to cope with those things, and you are able to say no to the flesh and yes to the spirit. But if you don't set your mind on the spirit, then in that conflict between the soul and the spirit that we've been talking about this week, you will constantly feel the pressure building up, and you will make wrong decisions, which get you in a mess and grieve the Lord. So it's coming to that place where you make the decision to set your mind on what the spirit desires. So. Paul goes on to say, "The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace." That's a key scripture. But how is your mind going to be controlled by the Spirit? Only if you keep in that place of submitting your mind to God. Of submitting the soul to the spirit, of keeping the soul under the dominance, really the influence of the Holy Spirit, submitting your natural mind to the mind of Christ that is within you, because the Spirit of Christ lives within you. Remember, you have your natural mind and the mind of Christ. So you have to keep submitting, keep that natural mind in the place of submission to the mind of Christ. When you do that, then the spirit can control your thinking, and that's life and peace. You know, he's influencing your thinking. He he won't he can't prevent you from having the odd negative thought, but you recognize that for what it is, and you dismiss it. Instead of dwelling upon those negative things, you say no. When when the temptation to think negatively, to think critically, to think lustfully, to think jealously, you say no. I that does not belong to the mind of Christ. I say no to that, and I submit my mind afresh to the mind of Christ. So Paul says, the mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind that is set upon pleasing self is hostile to God. It's like living as an enemy of God. It does not submit to God's law; neither can it do so. If you just let your your mind sort of go its natural way, it will never submit to God. You have to consciously make the effort and be determined to keep your thinking in submission to God's thinking. Then he says, "Those controlled by that natural life cannot please God." But he's talking to believers, so he says, "You, however, are controlled not by that natural life, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, Hallelujah." You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 